We live in a world where the vast majority of people that we encounter day to day are not with us. They're working against us. Walk down the street, go to the grocery store, you will see blue hair, face piercings, neck tattoos, and obvious signs of grooming. These people are not with us. They want to destroy us. If they heard one segment of the of, of Paratalk here on the Crusade channel, they would be triggered. They would be up in arms. They would be call, calling for the canceling, not only of me, but of the king dude. These people are not our friends. They're our enemies. Common enemies used to bind people together who maybe had differences of opinions about this or that thing. But nowadays, we see all the clans, all the various constituencies, all the people with the various different competing takes on what's happening right now, what the correct viewpoint is, and, I dare say, dogmatizing those points of view. Well, unless you agree with me that there is no Pope and there hasn't been one since fill-in-the-blank date, then you're not Catholic. Really? That's how it's going to be? You really think that? You're not Catholic? If you don't agree with my theory? Now, it might be a good theory. It might explain the data points. That's what theories are supposed to do. You test theories. Maybe it holds up to scrutiny. Maybe it can be independently verified. Maybe it's the best explanation there is. Maybe you're even right. But I had this thought over the weekend. I went to a wedding. The wedding was lovely. I might tell you about the wedding tomorrow since we're running short on time here because I, I have some thoughts about the wedding too. Weddings in general. Since it's fresh on the mind, you know. But I had this thought that what we, we need to become lovers of the truth. Not for the sake of being right, but for the sake of the love of the truth. What do I mean by that? Most people like to be right. Few people enjoy being wrong. Some, some psychopath narcissists do like to be wrong. They like to be confrontational and countercultural and whatever else. Okay, so um, we exclude abnormal people. But, I, you know, when you start painting with a broad brush, sometimes people are like, well, there's all these exceptions. So in radio, sometimes you have to, for, you know, you, for the penny foggers out there, you do have to talk about the exceptions to the rule. It's okay, not everybody does this thing. But realistically, most people like to be right. I like to be right. You like to be right. I don't like to be wrong. You don't like to be wrong. Okay? Can we agree on those premises? Yes, I think we can. But what we need to further agree upon, and I'm not sure that we can right now, not without a little bit of work, not without some... Some, some retrospection, some circumspection, some self-reflection. 
I'm not sure that we can't agree on the why. I would love to sit here and tell you that for my entire life, as far as I can remember, I have enjoyed being right because I have a love for the truth, that I serve the truth, I admire the truth, I revere the truth, I defend the truth. But I would be lying if I told you that. And I don't think very many of us are that much different. I think for the most part, many of us generally have liked to be right or do still like to be right for the pleasure of being right. In other words, for something that is rooted in pride and self-esteem. That is an improper motive for being right. And in the end, it is self-defeating. Because nobody cares if you're right simply for the pleasure of being the smartest person in the room. Or being the only one holding the correct opinion about a thing. Or being the only one who knows the answer to the question. Nobody cares. It doesn't change anybody's hearts or minds. It doesn't affect anybody's souls. Except for yours. And I hate to say this, it may damn your soul. The need to be right for the sake of appearances. For the sake of other people. For the sake of human respect. The need to be right, which is rooted in the reverence for truth, on the other hand, that's a completely different motive. It may appear to be the same thing. This person likes to be right. Everybody likes to be right. This person hates to be wrong. Everybody hates to be wrong. This person goes out of his way to make sure that he has the correct facts. Well, lots of people do that too. But it's not the fear of human disrespect that is driving you in that regard. No, it is the love of truth. Because truth is not just a concept. Truth is a person. The philosophers will tell you that truth is something that is possessed by the intellect. Fine. I agree with that. Truth is something to be possessed by the intellect. It is something to be had. But truth is also a person. You know, I had this other thought too, and I don't know if this is true in lots of other languages. I wish that I were a linguist that could tell you that in, well, in 19 of the modern languages, this is true. I can tell you that in Spanish, you'd never say, I am right. You say, I have the truth. I have it. You never say, he's right, she's right, she's wrong, she is, she is wrong, she is right. She, no, she has reason. She has rightness. She has truth. She has it. She possesses it. 
In English, we say, I am right. I am wrong. Nobody ever says, I am wrong. I'm wrong. Nobody wants to say it. Why would you want to say that? You don't want to say, I am wrong. My person is wrong. My state of being is wrong. We use be verbs with respect to the truth in English, and I'm not so sure that that's very common in other languages. It's a lot easier to apologize in Spanish, for example, when you don't have to say, I am wrong. You just say, hey, I... I I didn't have the the right facts. I didn't have the truth. I didn't have reason. I didn't have, I didn't grasp it. But now I do. I have it. I have it. It's something to be had. It's something to be possessed. To think about truth in this way is, I think, healthy and more refined. Because truth is aspirational. It's bigger than we. It's something to be aspired to. It's something to admire. It's something outside of us. It's something to be grasped, to be held, to be clung to. Truth is something that you have. It's not something that you are. The only person who is truth is our Lord Jesus Christ. It's the second person of the Blessed Trinity. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. None of us are that. So it's just a weird thing. Uh, and again, uh, if, if you are fluent in any of the other modern Romance or Teutonic languages or even any of the Oriental languages, you know, put a comment in the, in the Crusader chat room. I mean, honestly, I'm, I, I am very curious about this. But I think it is fascinating that we in English say, you're wrong, you're right, you are some version of truth or falsehood. You are that thing. Rather than truth being an out-of-body experience, a third-party concept a transcendent being that is to be grasped, to be beheld, to be possessed, to be glorified. And I think, I will tell you this, parting thought here, to the extent that we start to admire the truth for what it is outside of ourselves and truly cultivate a love for the truth, It'll be a completely different experience for us vis-a-vis -vis being right versus being wrong. Nobody wants to be wrong. Everybody wants to be right. But the desire to be right for the love of truth, that is something beautiful. Versus the desire to be right merely to lord it over people. That's something very, very ugly.
very, very hideous. That has nothing to do with the love of truth. That has nothing to do with the second person of the Blessed Trinity. So in all things, I hope we can uh, do what we can, ladies and gentlemen. Do what we can to love the truth. And I'll tell you, I know I said it before. I do think that the founder of this program here, the king dude himself, he loves the truth. He is a lover of truth. 